0: the daily show podcast your podcast source for movie related news including movies premiering this week box office numbers dvd blu-ray streaming releases and any noteworthy developments in the movie world it's december 1st 2017 i'm michael and with me is shannon hi What's coming out in the movie theaters this week.
1: Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, follows a mother who takes matters into her own hands after the police in her town are unable to find a suspect in her daughter's murder by purchasing three billboards shaming the police for not solving the crime. This leads her to confrontations with the police as well as her fellow town folk. Which are exacerbated by personal drama among the police officers themselves. It stars Francis McDormand, Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell, John Hawkes, and Peter Dinklage, and was written, produced, and directed by Martin McDonough. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Ninety-four percent tomato meter, out of hundred, with hundred and eighty-nine reviews.
0: Right. I think we mentioned this when it came out in limited release a couple of weeks ago, and. It looks like people like it a lot. Ninety-seven percent want to see it. Uh, Nine thousand one hundred forty-two.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a interesting looking story, and yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's a black comedy. Is it? That's what it says.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't realize it was comedic at all.
0: Right. It doesn't really sound it, but I guess that's why it's a black comedy. Mm-hmm. I guess there's some humor in it. Right Even if the definitely premises, uh,
1: the dark part came you know came across, but I don't know, okay,
0: cool also out this week, the Shape of Water, which follows a mute custodian at a high security government laboratory who befriends a captured sea creature in nineteen sixty two Baltimore film stars Sally Hawkins, Michael Shannon, Richard Jenkins, Doug Jones, Michael Stolberg, and Octavia Spencer, and was directed by Guillermo del Toro and written by. Del Toro and Vanessa Taylor. So this one looks kind of weird and interesting. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, Guillermo Del Toro always has weird, makes weird movies. Right, he did Pan's Labyrinth, mm-hmm. right?
0: That one was pretty strange. But this one also has really good reviews. It's got 95% wow. uh, fresh on the tomato meter. Uh, it has lesser reviews than the other one, but it's still 100 reviews, 95 fresh five rotten 98% want to see this out of about 8,000 of the users. So this one seems like it's interesting as well. I couldn't tell Is this a love story. It
1: almost looked like that from the trailer. I don't know if they're just become very good friends or based on that. Yeah. It's almost like a romance
0: uh, poster there. It looks like they're hugging or something. So this sea creature is uh, something that's found I assume and not Something that's created in oh, the lab? I
1: think it's found, but okay. I don't know for sure. Okay. Michael Shannon seems to be playing like the the bad guy right. who's uh, keeping him, keeping the creature captive and abusing it. And uh, yeah, she befriends it, starts feeding it, but then maybe goes further than that. I don't
0: know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Also, out in limited release this week, the disaster okay. artist. Um, which I'm definitely gonna want to see. We still have to watch yeah. the room first. That I one's know, at ninety
1: five percent tomato meter too. Yeah. Currently, I think
0: it, I think it's getting like Oscar buzz. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I listened to an interview with Seth Rogen on the Nerdist the other day, and he was talking about how uh, the guy it's based on you really don't know with him exactly what he's thinking. It's hard to tell. Is it an act or or anything about him, really? I guess he's kind of a mystery. So I still want to see the movie, the original movie, The Room.
1: Yeah. I I don't really want to to see it, but I will because I want to see this. I want to see the disaster artist. Well, he was
0: saying it should work either way. You know, if you have, he's assuming, you know, most people are not going to have seen The Room. And. You know, and then yeah, it's a small I, portion of people who actually will have seen it and they'll get things, but it should work whether or not you've seen it.
1: Okay, but I think I'd rather have seen it. I feel like okay. I'm sure you'll get more. Yeah, a I, I more definitely. I've, if I've if watched clips seen? and
0: it seems unintentionally pretty funny. So, I, you know. All right, we're coming well, at it. We'll watch we're it coming at it like 15 years too late, but I still <laughs> want to see it. Yeah. Also out, Wonder Wheel. Um,
1: that's a Woody Allen movie. Oh, I didn't I'll realize skip it was
0: Woody Allen. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. Something about Coney Island.
1: It has good actors in it, but I'm not
0: a big Woody Allen person. The Other Side of Hope.
1: Oh, yeah. that's the one about. Um, it's about uh, the uh, refugee crisis in Europe, right? No, oh, is it? Yeah, that is a dark comedy, I believe, and it looked really kind of funny and weird.
0: Uh also 24 hours to live that you said you wanted to see this one. <laughs> no, it's I the did Ethan not. Roth action adventure movie. He
1: looks so out of place in this movie. The trailer was just like it was just straight action movie, like no nothing different about it. Just very it looked like a very formulaic action movie, which I think is strange for him to do because you know he's just not known for that. He's but the concept
0: kind of seemed interesting when I looked at it. It's like uh, somebody revives an assassin. He only has twenty four hours to live and murder people. What? So
1: that sounds like a really cheesy <laughs> premise.
0: I to don't know. Ethan Hawke usually does interesting movies.
1: He does. Maybe, maybe it's a bad trailer. Maybe, maybe it's, they show. But, but it had really bad lines. Like those really terrible action movie lines. You know what I mean?
0: Not if anything to say about it, I have. <laughs>
1: dodge so, this
0: <laughs> right so 40% tomato meter that's yeah, not too good but when i not, looked at it the other day it was at 33% so it's rising it, it's only okay. as
1: yeah mean, it's it's that's not the worst but it's not good I'm, i don't i think i'll uh i'll wait if i ever see this
0: all right but he won't be able to make before mid morning if this movie <laughs> doesn't do well i have to watch the Mainstream movies right. before you can get before they'll make the uh, Indian movies.
1: <laughs> before
0: <laughs> No, I I think those movies do well enough on their own. They'll keep making them as long as they want to. So what's in the news this week?
1: This week, the Hollywood Reporter says the BBC has commissioned Stephen Knight, director of Locke to adapt a new series of Dickens adaptations, including A Christmas Carol, over the next few years with Tom Hardy on board as a producer. No word on whether Hardy will appear in any of the episodes. It sounds like it could be, uh, could be a good series, but uh, it would be better if Tom Hardy was in it, probably. I'm a fan of
0: his. That's true. This week it was announced that Daphne and Belma*, the teen girl sleuths, from Scooby-Doo are getting their own origin story in a live-action feature-length film from Jennifer and Ashley Tisdale's production company. The film's currently shooting in Atlanta and is set to be released by Warner Brothers Home Entertainment in 2018. It tells the story of Daphne Blake and Velma Dinkley before they team up with Scooby and the rest of the Mystery Inc. gang. I'm not a big fan of Scooby-Doo,
1: but... No. Me neither. um, Could be funny.
0: Is it supposed to be funny?
1: Wait, what? Scooby-Doo is not supposed to be funny? No,
0: I don't think so. It's a pretty serious show. Oh. Okay.
1: But will they be solving mysteries? I don't know. If they're not with the rest of the gang?
0: Hmm. I mean, it's the common problem that these prequels face. You know, you want <laughs> you want to see them doing the thing that they do in the main thing, so... They're always pushing the characters to do things that they really shouldn't be doing, like with Smallville, where Clark Kent was basically doing all the stuff that Superman did as Superman, but they couldn't make it Superman, so he like gets married to Lois Lane before he's even Superman.
1: Or yeah. Whatever. Russell Crowe tweeted on Monday about a possible sequel to Master and Commander. Uh, the quote specifically said... For the Aubrey Maturin lovers, I do hear whispers indeed that a second voyage is perhaps potentially pre-proposed a possibility. So O'Brien affectionates and aficionados, let 20th Century Fox know of your pleasure." So it sounds like he's calling out people to, uh, to ask for a sequel to Master and Commander, which I thought was kind of weird.
0: Well, sometimes that works. Yeah, that's kind of what seems like happened with the X Files revival.
1: Oh um, yeah, yeah.
0: And this is really exciting. I mean, we all loved Master and Commander back in two thousand three. <laughs> <laughs> it was I, a good movie. I believe I, I, don't I fell even re- asleep. I don't even remember and I it don't that well. Think it's true. I went back and watched it, but I'm sure it was good. I think people did like it.
1: All right, moving on.
0: In a recent interview with the Hollywood Reporter, while discussing his new poker thriller. Molly's Game, Aaron Sorkin revealed his thoughts on a potential West Wing revival. He said, Sterling K. Brown, who played Christopher Darden in the People vs. O.J. Simpson American Crime Story, as president, and there's some kind of jam, an emergency, a very delicate situation including the threat of war or something, and Bartlett, long since retired, is consulted in the way that Bill Clinton used to consult with Nixon. So that's the quote. And he also revealed that he has a standing offer from NBC to revive the series, but he hasn't figured out an organic way to bring the other beloved characters into the story. So at the moment, uh, that's as far as it's gotten. He just has that idea. So we'll see if anything comes of it.
1: Mm -hmm. Exciting.
0: It is. I know you've never...
1: (laughs) No, I've never seen an episode. But I,
0: I enjoyed The West Wing, at least the first four seasons. And then he left, and Tommy Shlammy left... After the fourth, the end of the fourth season, which was a cliffhanger, and then it was resolved in a way I think that was probably not the way he was going to resolve it, and then he wasn't involved in it for the next I think there were three more seasons, so wasn't quite as good. I think that Aaron. Sorkin, oh, and the show
1: got bad after that.
0: It wasn't as good.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know if
0: it was bad, but it wasn't the same. I mean, Aaron Sorkin like wrote. Almost every single episode of the show up until that point. So.
1: So it was like Angel when Joss Whedon wasn't paying attention.
0: Yeah. But he was not involved at all. He left over some sort of dispute. So it's nice to hear that NBC wants him back and to revive it at some point. And that he's considering it but we'll see if it ever happens didn't
1: it have plenty of seasons does it really need a revival how many how many seasons was it
0: it had seven seasons but only four of them count
1: okay four is still plenty sure okay all right well I yeah Netflix is even telling me that it thinks that I will like The West Wing and that I should watch it. It came up as like my top recommendation. Like they even emailed me about it, you know, not just like a recommendation in the thing. They, they sent me a specific email with just The West Wing, I need to watch it. So um, I guess I need to watch it eventually. There's so much good television now. Marvel Studios president, Kevin Feig, he said that Avengers 4 will be a finale. Um, He, he specifically used the word finale, but it really sounds more like a pivot. Did you read about it?
0: Yes, I did. So it sounds like after the fourth Avengers, that's kind of going to be it for this current 20-whatever movies and characters. And then it's going to
1: end up
0: featuring newer characters. Yeah, it's going to change dramatically. But it's not going away or anything.
1: He said something about 20 films. Yeah, he said they have another 20
0: original, unique films planned after Avengers 4 so I don't I don't think they're going to stop making these movies just like they're not going to stop making Star Wars movies as long as people are going to see them
1: right but uh yeah it would be nice to have like a real finale I don't know if it will really be that though
0: well Iron Man Captain America Black Widow Hawkeye they're all gonna die all of them yep
1: it's going to be a bloodbath.
0: <laughs> it's a big war.
1: Yeah, no, I'm excited to see the next one.
0: And the next one. Right. Catherine Newton, who appeared in HBO's Big Little Lies, will be the female lead, Lucy, for a legendary live-action movie adaptation of Pokemon. The Pikachu in this movie will be a detective Pikachu variant and will be a motion-capture character. The Get Down star, Justice Smith, has already been cast as the male lead for the movie. Uh, there's no word in this article if he'll be playing Ash, who's the main characters in the cartoons. I wonder if this movie is being made because of the success of Pokemon Go, or if it would be happening anyway.
1: Yeah, probably. I mean, I I would think so. Okay, so she played Reese Witherspoon's daughter in Big Little Lies, I guess? Like, I couldn't figure out who she was for a minute. Um... Yeah, I definitely only saw her in that one thing. Yeah, we'll see if it's any good. Lionsgate Summit Entertainment have just confirmed a January 11, 2019 release date for the Hellboy reboot that's being directed by Neil Marshall. He did The Descent, Game of Thrones, Westworld. Yeah, just pretty far out there. It's, uh, you know who's playing him? The, uh, the guy from Stranger Things.
0: Oh, the police chief. hmm Hopper. Hopper. Yep. And I know, uh, I think I saw Ron Perlman's not too happy. Oh, that no? he's not. Oh. Hellboy anymore.
1: Well, that's what happens when they reboot things.
0: Yep. Disney casts Chinese actress Liu Yifei, also known as Crystal Liu, as Mulan in the new live-action version of the film being directed by Nikki Caro, There was a year-long search, and a team of five casting directors saw almost a 1,000 candidates for the role before selecting Liu. The film is expected to be released in 2019.
1: Wow. So has she been in anything before?
0: I think she has been in some Chinese things. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if any anything we would have seen.
1: Yeah, nothing that, you know, made... But it it sounds like she's a little more well-known in China. Okay. Well, this sounds like it could be really good. So, yeah, I saw today. It said anyone with an Amazon Prime account can now purchase tickets to an early screening of Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, happening two weeks early. That is very rare, strange.
0: Yeah, I wonder if they'll be doing this more for more things. I mean...
1: I've never seen anything like that. 2 it's weeks un- early you can get special screening tickets only if you're an Amazon Prime member.
0: That's a perk, but unfortunately, I mean, who cares about Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle? Actually,
1: I think there's some bit, people are saying it's funny or well, actually I don't I don't know that reviewers have seen it yet, but people are assuming, I mean the trailer looks funny mm-hmm. and people are assuming that this means that they think it's good. To be willing to do this, right? Because if it was really bad, you know, when it went wide, it wouldn't get as many, as much crowds. So I don't know.
0: But still, how excited can you be about Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle? No, I'm not. not I'm not going to
1: buy. I'm not going to buy the ticket. I don't have any. I don't have
0: any affinity for. I think a
1: lot of people are probably going to watch it.
0: Probably. No, it's interesting. We'll see how we'll see. I thought it must
1: be an Amazon Studios thing, but it's not. It's just a regular Sony Sony movie. It's a weird um, deal they made with each other. I don't know. Now let's take a sponsor break.
0: Hey, do you plan on buying anybody a gift for Christmas this year? Of course. Well, then buy them a Lexus. Then, Lexus. It's what people want to find underneath their Christmas tree.
1: What came to the streaming services this week?
0: There's some Netflix originals. All Hail King Julian, Season 5, A Storybots Christmas, Dark, Season 1, DreamWorks, Home for the Holidays, My Happy Family, and Voyeur.
1: I can't believe uh, the King Julian show is already in its fifth season.
0: Yeah, they keep producing them, though.
1: I guess the kids must be watching them. Not our kids. No. But I was some gonna kids. say, I don't think they do, <laughs> and they should be. So, other things coming to Netflix this week, My Little Pony Season 7, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, 8 Mile, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, I mean, Ace Ventura When Nature Calls, August Rush, Dreamcatcher, Full Metal Jacket, Hitch, Nacho Libre, The Little Rascals, The Wackness, The Young Victoria, V for Vendetta, and While You Were Sleeping.
0: On Amazon? the marvelous mrs Maisel, season 1
1: Did you watch this already or the first episode or something?
0: No, Amazon sent me I think a trailer and I waited on it and Amazon sent me a specialized message thanking me for my participation. So, uh what did you do? I had to say you whether the trailer was good. I don't you Did a I survey, d- okay. Yeah. So, I was directly involved in this. <laughs>
1: oh that's cool uh hbo got kong skull island and warcraft
0: stars got life as a house robots
1: and released on dvd and blu-ray this week logan lucky tulip fever super dark times and lost in paris
0: the weekend box office numbers are here
1: coco took the number one spot with a 50 million nice total gross 72 million doesn't have a budget number, but I'm glad that we saw it this weekend and it was great.
0: Yep, yeah, it was very enjoyable. Justice League is in number two with 41 million in its second week. That's a total gross of 171 million, and I mean that doesn't seem that bad, but I guess it's it really doesn't. Still I'm sure it's great.
1: I'm sure it's not losing money, right? With that that much, it's probably just it's not making what they hoped or expected.
0: I mean, it's, it might still be losing money at this point.
1: No, I mean in the long run. In the long run. It's not going to lose money.
0: Yeah, as long as it It's just a few, disappointment. A couple hundred million more.
1: Wonder uh, moved down to the number three spot with 22 million.
0: Total gross of almost 70 million. Yeah. Again, that seems like that should be really good for that movie.
1: Yeah,
0: it should be. Thor Ragnarok is in fourth place in its fourth weekend with almost seventeen million for a total of two hundred and seventy seven million. Yeah, so that's that's a definite hit.
1: Yep. And Daddy's home too is number five with thirteen million. Total gross seventy two million. Oh, it's it's above its budget of sixty nine million now.
0: Yeah, barely. Third week.
1: But we don't we don't need a, a third one. No. Doesn't mean we need a third one.
0: Maybe we do. Blade Runner 2049 is in 13th place with 541,000. You
1: know, on the website for uh, that I checked the DVD releases, it said that Blade Runner 2049 was the most requested DVD release date. And I think that's telling. It's like, people didn't want to see this super long movie in the theater, but they do want to see it. They just want to see it at home or where they, they can pause to see it. Or they it
0: multiple times.
1: Maybe. You know. But, I mean, I think I mean, think it was probably its AP length business. that was daunting to people.
0: Yep. So
1: They should have put an intermission in it.
0: All might not be lost. So last week I recited a haiku. Uh, I'm going to give you guys another week just in case um, this was a little hard. He's older than most. Do, do not. Don't try, he says. Skin color of grass. If you know who that's about, send an email to feedback at dailyshow.com. And this week we are going to put up a poll on Twitter in expectation of the eighth Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi, in a couple weeks. And the poll is, what Star Wars movie would you recommend to someone who hasn't seen a Star Wars film?
1: You can choose from Rogue One, Episode 4, A New Hope. Episode 7, The Force Awakens, or Episode 1, The Phantom Menace.
0: And we look forward to your responses, and we'll talk about it on next week's show.
1: And that's our show. If you have any feedback, you can email us at feedback at dailieshow.com. Our Facebook page is Daily Show. Our Twitter account is Daily Show Pod. Our website is dailieshow.com. Hope you enjoyed the show and talk to you next time. Goodbye now. Bye. 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 See you next time too.